Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, October 12, 2022. Today on the Ether, Orbital Command and Coin Hall discuss quarter four updates for Terra. Let's take a listen. Good evening, folks. It's Dr. Dos Coin coming to you from the Orbital Command account. Okay, so we've got Coin Hall. We've got Joseph from Coin Hall. We've got Joella, uh, who will be joining us for the next hour tonight. And essentially, we're going to be having a conversation around. All things related to Coin Hall, what's going on for them in the coming future, particularly in Q4, uh, and having some conversations about Genie. Of course, there was a little uh, nod to letting the Genie out of the bottle. And so we're going to jump into that in a second. As I kick start this all right now, um, I'll just say thank you to TerraSpaces in advance, because of course, TerraSpaces records all of these spaces, which you can check out at terraspaces.org. With that being said, Joseph, my man, would you like to uh, kick it off with a little bit of a introduction about yourself and the people uh, who make up Coin Hall, please? Yeah, for sure. Um, nice to meet everyone. Uh, Joseph, or you can call me Joe. My handle is Coin Hall underscore Joe on Twitter and Telegram. I'm one of the two co-founders of Coin Hall. We are 12 people uh, based mostly out of Singapore. Uh, mostly engineers as well. So, um, yeah, pretty small team trying to build interesting stuff uh, for for the ecosystem. Fantastic, nice, short, and sweet. Uh, how's life in Singapore at the moment? Is it all pretty pretty relaxed over there? It, it's not bad. Um, I think last last week was just the F one weekend, and there was this big conference, uh, Token Twenty Forty Nine. So, like a lot of crypto people flew in. Uh, we were kind of bummed we couldn't go for like Cosmovers in uh, Medellin, which is like super far away for us. But uh, yeah, a lot of people came here. Um, a lot of crypto events, a lot of people caught COVID. So yeah, but but pretty chill. Um, builder community has been increasing. It's been improving. More, more people are building uh, Web3 startups here. So yeah, that's always a good sign. Yeah, it does seem like there is an uptake. I know that there's, there was a bit of a lull for a few months at least this year with people's, you know, some interest waning in the crypto markets. And of course, we see that reflected in the, in the prices of the assets themselves. Um, but there is, you know, if you're paying attention, there is still a lot of building going on. Of course, you guys have been doing some of that yourself, which we're going to get into uh, in fair detail today. Uh, sort of the outcome and the agendas of the call today, the agenda is discussing uh, primarily Genie and anything else that you wish to bestow upon us. And then, of course, uh, as the call goes on, if there's anyone that has questions and wants to find out some things for themselves, they are most welcome to come up for a chat a bit later in the conversation. But the main thing that we want to get started on today is uh, this proposal that's just recently passed. You just put a proposal up uh, and it, it has, it's looking like it is well and truly passed. Uh, and that is the proposal for Genie, the rewards distribution platform. Uh, that 
you can fill us in a bit about. Would you like to maybe give us a bit of a, a Eli 5 explanation of what this is exactly? Yep. Um, Genie is basically a rewards distribution platform uh, combining multiple concepts of uh, kind of wallet reputation, identity, um, some form of like targeted marketing campaigns. Yeah, it's uh, like many ideas combined into one. But basically, we are building a no-code platform that taps on a real-time data engine, uh, which can um, identify uh, or more like segment wallets based on historic transactions. So this, these are objective matrix, like, for example, a user, whether a user is holding um, X amount of uh, asset A, right, or uh, historic transaction volume against contract A, B, C. So, um, yeah, we, we created creating this no-code platform and abstracting kind of the data layer away so that people don't have to uh, wrangle with on-chain data because that's obviously a, a big pain and uh, projects, some projects don't even have their own data because uh, yeah, they, they don't have like nodes set up. They don't have like data indexes to track all of these stuff because um, they're they kind of focused on building their core offerings. So um, yeah, we're trying to make uh, rewards distribution uh, to targeted wallets uh, as simple as like making a wish to a genie. So it's like um, there are three components. Yeah, so similar to like a genie, it's like three wishes. So you always determine uh, three things. First one is uh, what kind of wallet criteria. So the, these are matrix parameters that you can set. Like for example, I would want um, a wallet who has previously transacted X amount of uh, volume on this application, right? Or user who's held, um, for example, 10 unique NFTs on this chain, right? So that's the first one, which is uh, again, wallet criteria. Second one is a call to action. So this is an action uh, or kind of a contract interaction that you are trying to incentivize. So this could take uh, any form. It could be depositing into a money market uh, yield vault. It could be transacting with a DEX. Uh, could be, yeah, basically any contract interaction. Uh, so that that's uh, typically a project would want to incentivize users to uh, yeah, take this action. Kind of if, if you... Map it to Web2 is like uh, incentivizing users to, for example, sign up for your platform for the first time. Or for example, like uh, let's say a traditional finance trading application that's telling you like, okay, uh, I'll give you this reward if you trade up to this amount this month. So yeah, that's the second part, which is call to action. And then the third part is the rewards, uh, rewards mechanism. So this is where you determine how do you want to distribute rewards? Is it like linear uh, where the more the user uh, interacts with the contract, the more the user gets to claim against uh, the reward pool. Uh, or do you want it flat? Do you want it exponential, logarithmic? So you can set all these, um, yeah, however you want to create your incentive mechanism, uh, there's flexibility there. So once you determine uh, these three factors, basically you will use the Genie platform and you would create a claim-based smart contract. Right. So this is something that you, uh, as the project owner, would have the key for. Um, CoinHall doesn't touch any of your funds. So once this contract is created, wallets uh, via our front end, once they're locked in, they can see like, okay, uh, I am eligible for this. Once I've completed um, this CTA, I should be able to claim X dollars of reward. Right. So uh, yeah, that's in a nutshell what Genie is. Thank you for that uh, quick rundown. Of course, we are going to dive deeper into it. Um, 
it, of course, this is a, a solution that has been born in response to a certain problem. So when you look at the problems that have been currently faced uh, in Web3 when it comes to distributing rewards, you know, what were some of the pain points that stuck out for you that inspired uh, yourself and the team to, to actually create Genie? Yeah, a uh, couple ones. Sybil is an obvious like um, situation that projects would try to mitigate for, right? So, um, because any user can create uh, any amount of on-chain wallets, right? And let's say this guy creates uh, 10 different uh, wallets and uh, let, let's say a project was doing an airdrop that is just flat rewards based, right? Any, any uh, wallet can claim X amount uh, no, no criteria required, right? And and obviously, uh, other wallet eligibility criteria like wallet age, um, uh, other stuff like oh, do are you a staker? All these are like additional data points which which create more um work or engineering resource for the projects. So uh, sometimes they just do a easier way out. Um, and yeah, where when these rewards land in the hands of people who were never gonna be. Uh, contributors to the ecosystem. They, this is overall harmful because you might just farm the reward and then and then just dump it after, right? So I think that's uh, it's a couple of uh, pain points uh, accumulated, right? So the data part because that's obviously tricky. It's the uh, another one's part. Uh, the the other pieces like uh, segmenting and grouping wallets which have similar characteristics based on uh, data parameters. So yeah. Um, the other kind of parallel problem is in Web3, you don't really see kind of targeted marketing. So um, like if you look at current incentive mechanisms for let's say uh, liquidity farming, right? So it's based on how much you put in, um, how long you provide liquidity into a pool, you can get like X amount of rewards, right? Uh, and and uh, obviously based on transaction volume, based on total liquidity, uh, your payout is, um, yeah, it reflects that, right? But uh, I think beyond that, that, there should be room for other more creative incentive mechanisms. So um, yeah, the, the platform we're trying to create gives room for, for multiple use cases, right? What do you feel have been some of the barriers? Because you said in Web3, you don't tend to see any sort of targeted marketing. Um, you know, what, what, do you, what are some of the barriers to this? Is it just that no one else has really built this out yet or is it, is it something else? I, I think that if you don't have the data, it's hard, right? Um, the difference, I guess, between Web2 and Web3, Web3, everyone actually can access the same on-chain uh, public node data, right? It's just whether you as a project, you actually put, put in the work, which is like a lot of work to... to um, Build, let's say, your own custom indexer to uh, pass the data in a way that you can read and you can act on. So, um, yeah, that, that's why you don't see. I, I don't know if you you guys seen anything like this, but have you seen projects do something like a retargeting campaign or like a? Mostly, you see maybe like first time user campaigns, right? Which maybe it's like, a, oh, if you do this, you can claim this thing, right? Or I mean, now most of the incentive mechanisms are actually just liquidity farming. Right or, or or like conditionless airdrops, so that I I think, yeah, there, there there's less, I guess, comprehensive mechanisms around. So what what we're trying to build, you can do like like for example, let's say a use case like retargeting, right? Um, you see that like super rampant in Web two, 
let's say you are using an e-commerce platform, right? You've not shopped there for like a month. Maybe they'll, they'll bump you like, and, and all, all these, there's like super mature infra for Web2. So you'll see stuff like, oh, I'll give you a $5 voucher if you shop this month, right? You see all these stuff, but you don't see that in Web3 because, yeah, I, I guess the, the plumbing for all these data is not built yet. So with our platform, you can do something like, it's just how you tweak the parameters, right? So let's say on wallet eligibility, I can set something like, okay, you've historically transacted with my uh, the contracts of this project, right? So you are a past user, but maybe you've been inactive for like 60 days. And me as a project owner, I want to put out a reward to incentivize you to like try a new product, right? Or even come back and use the same product on the platform. I can set a call to action uh, and then a reward. So once you, you do that, only this specific segment of users can qualify for this reward. So it has to be like this wallet must have transacted before, has been inactive. And then, uh, yeah, if, if they do the CTA, they get the, they get the reward, right? Makes sense? Yeah, it makes complete sense. And so, you know, I have had a good read through the white paper and uh, read through the uh, Agora Terra money discussion about it. And I've, I've sort of really mulled it over my head pre uh, leading up to this call, but obviously I want to have a conversation about it just so that everyone on the call uh, that's listening can be brought up to speed. And one of the things that I do love about it is that it, it, this ability to set the parameters and make it, it makes it highly customizable and highly specific and targeted, which is essentially what we're talking about here. And so what, it, what I kind of uh, interpret it as is it becomes a lot more, uh, what's the word, like uh, meritocratic? Like a more meritocracy. I can't remember the word meritocracy. It's like a more meritocratic <laughs> way, yeah. way of distributing rewards because it's going to the people that are, you know, meeting the criteria. And so, you know, if you have a wallet that you're, yeah, not that you're not using, um, that has interacted with some point with the contract, then of course you don't get um, the rewards. If you're, you know, there's certain reasons why you'd be more entitled to the rewards and others why you'd be uh, less inclined to receive them. And so I like how it's just highly customizable and it seems uh, quite flexible here. And as the uh, rewards distributor, you get, you get complete say over sort of how, how the distribution works. Yeah. 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 We're, we're trying to even the playing ground even more by letting, uh, Projects can actually use the platform to do something like a vampire attack. So that, I guess, creates, uh, it's easier to compete because uh, literally you could key in the eligibility criteria as like, uh, I, I want users who have interacted with my uh, competitor's contracts, right? I, I guess that there's two parts. From a user acquisition standpoint, from the lens of the project, this is like cost efficient, right? Because, uh, so for example, let's say, um, I'm a project owner and I have a budget of like $10,000. It's kind of a blank state on like, okay, who can I target? Who are people, uh, wallets or users who are, um, uh, have highest propensity to use my product and be a loyal user? All these is like, you don't have these data points, right? Because let's say you're not Google. Uh, in Web2, like, like a platform like Google has all the data, right? Uh, let's say you are, you've been Googling like golf, right? You've been searching on YouTube, like, uh, Counter-Strike, Dota, like the, the platform already knows and, and can profile you as this guy is a potential golf player, potential gamer. So when targeted ads come to you, it's like, 
I mean, after you do a couple of searches on the internet, you, you know, right? All, all these all, all the advertisements are super targeted. But but in Web3, it's like, it's almost a blank state, right? Because let's say, you, again, you've got a 10K budget, like who, who the hell are you going to target, right? So uh, could, using our platform, is there an increased propensity that let's say uh, this wallet who has interacted with this money market, which was, let's say, the incumbent, would they interact with yours if you are the one launching a new money market? Uh, I'll argue yes. So uh, yeah, so there's a cost efficiency from, from the project standpoint as well, right? And then uh, from a user, let's say you are really a, a productive user in the ecosystem, right? Or, um, you are actively doing on-chain transactions. You are like um, borrow lending. You're swapping a lot. You, you could benefit because all these other new projects would want to attract you to be a user on that platform. And hence, because of your uh, objectively, once you read the, the wallet data, it, it uh, th there's it's easy to perceive that you are a potential user that that's productive on the on the new ecosystem. So, like, yeah, I think multiple parties get a benefit from this. Yes, I'm looking at the. You've got a, a little table on the uh, on the write up on the Agora, and it says the different use cases. And you, you touched on a couple. You did uh, in passing mention vampire attacks, which I thought was a funny name, and I hadn't actually heard that name until I read it. But um, you know, the goal there would be in that instance would be to aggressively incentivize the top users of the of um, the top users of your competitor, hence it being a vampire attack. Um, and so, yeah, there's retargeting, there's retroactive airdrops, loyalty programs, cross-platform partnerships, giveaways, and they've all got different steps to achieve uh, those goals. And it's very, it's quite clearly laid out. So, if anyone who's wanting to see that like visual and have a chance to read it and really digest it, it is on that. Uh, agora.terra.money discussion post um, and just for any, anyone that was having a laugh before at me trying to pronounce the word meritocratic it is a real word I knew it was a word I just couldn't say it in the moment but um, let's let's just shift for four seconds I just want to check in as well uh, Joseph yeah with Joella um, Joella are you there yep yep I'm here fantastic just so that everyone uh, is familiar with yourself, what are you? What's your role at uh, Coin Hall? Uh, so I'm I'm Jella, also known as Spiker. So I currently manage growth at Coin Hall, but a lot of it spans across like the board. So it's involved with like community growth, uh, just simply like talking about protocols as well as maybe sometimes touching on partnerships as well. But most of the time doing content. But yeah, so now it's like. Uh, as you may know, my co-founders we're talking about Genie, and we're releasing Genie Q4, so alongside Horsop as well. Fantastic! I didn't realize that's how you pronounce Spiker. Is that how you said it? Spiker. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a German word. <laughs> ah, okay. I've always read it as Speechworks, and it's kind of like when I used to read the Harry Potters, and I thought Hermione was pronounced Hermione. <laughs> so I'm glad to have a bit of clarity on that one. Um, but let's get back to the technicals for two seconds here. So obviously, this is a great endeavor that you've you've uh, branched out on. I'm curious to know what are some of the obstacles that you've faced along the way, and and what does it take to actually build something like this out? Yep. Um, yeah. Do you want to go for it? Wait, I actually think Joseph would be a better person to target this question. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Um, the the data part is really like. 95% of the of the picture because uh, on, on the smart contract side, it's a claim-based smart contract. So you would have to 
query um, does wallet meet this uh, criteria um, what is the triggering action to further qualify and then how much can the user uh, claim from the contract so that part is the pretty simple part um, the data part is, is much more extensive right because um, all, literally we would have to write custom indexes to understand what contracts of multiple applications uh, are, are doing. So for, for example, let's say just doing, uh, just in the DEX space, right? So for a bunch of these AMMs, the way they write their contracts is different. The way they do their messaging is different. So um, we would have to recognize and, and understand that, let's say, um, based on, on this code, this this is a swap transaction transacting token X to token Y on this DEX. And uh, we need to, because it's, it will be a similar action to let's say a user doing a swap on another DEX, but all these, all the messaging, all the on-chain data is different. So we would have to pass all of these. So imagine you outside of DEXs, then there's money markets, there's yield vaults, and uh, there are even contracts which you could do multiple interactions with a single contract. It's not just like, for example, you are, uh, yeah, you, you could be doing, let's say, a deposit, a withdrawal, could be even other things on, on just a single contract. So we will need to pass all of these uh, on the messaging side of things. So yeah, I, I guess the data is like uh, a bulk of the, the work. Gotcha. And, you know, it's being rolled out sort of as we speak. I know that you've, um, it, it's been passed. You know, we've got, where are we in now? We're in October. According to this timeline, we're in the process of building the data pipelines and the back end and designing the UI UX. You know, how's the UI UX going? Is it, uh, what can people expect from it? And, and sort of what comes after that? Yep. So there's two components. Um, there's one part. Uh, so so there's, it's kind of uh, two types of users of the platform. One is the project itself, right? So we will need a kind of, interface for a project who wants to come in and create a campaign, right? So that one, we, uh, yeah, we will need to do the an entire platform, front end, back end, uh, everything for that. Then on the other hand, the other type of user would just be any retail end user, right? So this is anyone that um, qualifies for a reward, you uh, get to claim it. So likely that one we would host on uh, the coin, coin call platform. And for the other piece, yeah, we would probably need to do um, yeah, an entirely different site because it's nothing like something you've seen on the current CoinHall platform. So yeah, it's actually a quite different product entirely. So, uh, but but long story short, it should be super easy uh, on the project side because we are we're trying to do it in a no-code way, right? Uh, versus let's say uh, you require SQL expertise, you go and like wrangle all the data, you figure out like, okay, these are the groups of wallets I want to target. We, we do that all for you, right? Um, I think you key something like there, there's three wishes, right? The, 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 the three pieces that you have to, to uh, select. But I think in total, it's like maybe less than 10, 20 clicks, I'm guessing, for, for, for from start to end. And then next, a contract is created. You deposit and yeah, that's it, right? We, we try to abstract all, all the code away such that even a marketing person, a community manager, something like that could, could run this. Right. You don't have to be a developer. You, you don't have to like read much code. Yeah, I love the no-code. I love anything that's no-code because I'm not a coder. And I'm actually, for example, I've just been building out a website the last few days. 
And so it does make life easier to a degree, but often there's limitations. There's certain limitations that come with it too. And, um, you know, it, I, I guess it's probably not going to be the case with your app because it's different from building a no-code website. But flexibility-wise, you know, I, actually, sorry, just put, bear me two seconds. I've just got my dog. Okay, my dog's just left the room. That's good. That's a good sign. Um, the point I was getting at there was smoothness, ease of use, smoothness, and uh, and lack of glitches. Um, it's, it's probably fair to say that there wouldn't be much room for you know for glitches on something like what you've created. Is, is that a fair assumption? <laughs> That's a tall order. Um, on I mean, on the contract side, it'll be open source. People are free to inspect it. We would do a smart contract audit so that. Um, yeah, obviously the security and we prevent loss of funds for, for any party involved. But um, yeah, I yeah, as long as we get a data part right, should be okay. Fantastic. And what I'll do here, because I've just observed the time and also noticed we've got someone that's requesting to jump up. So I'm going to let uh, this questioner up. They can ask away and um, and I'll invite, this is my call to you all who's, who are listening. Um, if you have some questions that are popping up, you're definitely most welcome to jump up and ask them. So we're going to start off here with at exponent mark, exponent mark. I'm just going to bring them up as a speaker. All right, bear with me two seconds, folks. You should be able to speak now. All right, does that work? Exponent mark, you there? Looks like they're still connecting. I think Exponent and Rebel DeFi. Cool, Rebels just jumped on too. So Exponent Mark, when you're ready, sir. And if Exponent Mark can't jump on, does Rebel have a question? Is Mark coming up? Or shall I jump in? Okay, I'll jump in. Hi, guys. I, I've, I'm just on my phone, so it's hard to read the Agora thing as well as talk on, on this. Um, but there, were, there was one line I really liked in the in the proposal. It said something like, "All you've got to do is make a wish, and then Genie will answer." So I, I think it sounds pretty cool what you're doing. I, I just wonder, like, is it something like just normy users will be able to use as a sort of almost like like a, a replacement for Terrascope? So say, I'd say I'm trying to like search for wallets that are interacting with. Astroport, like Astroport Wales, is that something I'll be able to use Genie for just for like kind of like my own research, not actually wanting to use the Genie product? Or is that sort of going to be behind a paywall or is it just not possible? Yep, great, great question. We actually still figure out what we want to do on um, kind of the front end piece with regards to data because I mean, if we build a robust enough data engine, in theory, could do something like a flip side of Dune, but um, not sure if we want to go down that track. We are still evaluating, right? Uh, because it, it's multiple steps. First is either you could give like people, uh, users raw data to use, right? Or you can give something that you could further abstract the data, give them something like actionable. You digest the data, give them something super readable. Uh, and then I guess the last part is you could give something that users could just transact transact directly based on the data, right? I, I guess what we're trying to do is is uh, the latter, right? Where you you, you see that uh, what, once you create a contract, basically you're already uh, doing some segmentation of users, 
uh, yeah, but in theory, could you do it? Yes, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure that's the long-term goal. I'm not sure we want to be like displacing Terrascope. I think it's a great product, what, what they're doing there. And I think they would, they're, they're probably building up to further improve the Explorer. Uh, we, we ourselves use it. So um, yeah, I think we are, we are more concerned about how, how do we make it easy for people to, to, to actually transact based on data. Right, so we are we are looking to play in that transaction layer. Um, answer your question on how anyone can use the tool. Uh, yeah, literally the, the one of the use cases is giveaway, right? So because uh, again on the three pieces, which is like eligibility, CTA, and rewards. Let's say it's your birthday rebel, right? Today, and you're like, uh, for fun, I'm 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 gonna put up hundred dollars into this into this contract. Uh, no eligibility, anyone could do it, but that one obviously you'll be civil, right? Or like. Uh, eventually, we'll build up more features that you can do stuff like filter based on wallet age. Obviously, uh, if, if the wallet's just created, they can't claim it. But uh, yeah, you could set something like no eligibility. Um, you could set what, uh, a $1 a call to action as none as well. And then you set $1 reward, first come, first serve. 100 people. Uh, so, so if you put 100 bucks in, 100 people could draw down until there's nothing left. So this is like, we're trying to think how to make the platform like kind of a bit fun, a bit social. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could do this for like project giveaways. Uh, if you are a content creator, you could yeah, do this for fun. And uh, obviously we are looking to to distribute not just like CW20 type tokens, but potentially like NFTs as well, right? So like, for example, deposit five, uh, first, whatever, 10 people, uh, first five people who hit this criteria, they qualify, they can go and claim it, right? Yeah, make, make things a bit fun. Cool. Thanks for that response. Yeah, sounds sounds pretty exciting very very exciting um i i just wonder like if, if if there was some way i mean you've talked a lot about web 2 stuff as well it'd be it'd be really cool to somehow integrate like genie with then also i don't know some sort of social media stuff like if people have satisfied certain criteria or with their terra wallet but then also tweeted about coin hall or whatever the the, the project is that's being promoted and somehow integrated that i don't know how that would work but that would kind of be cool for bringing even more publicity to to the stuff that's being promoted yeah yep. anyway just uh, some random thoughts yeah 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 no totally bad point we did consider stuff like that right so this could be executed through potentially like a uh, integration with gleam i think most web3 platforms use gleam for the social part um yeah i mean currently everything we do now is like web3 native so we have close uh, yeah we, we don't have any personal identifiers for users as of now right so if you look at the coin platform now you can connect wallet you can trade um you can receive our price alerts through telegram but we do that via a chat id so we don't even know that oh, oh this is revel setting this recurring price alert at like three bucks for for luna we, we don't know right because it's it's just a chat id we can't identify you that's how we've been keeping it so far to uh, i guess Along the, the, the ethos of Web3, um, yeah, the moment we allow for unique identifiers, personal identifiers, yeah, that, that's a different game. So, yeah, we, we will see, we'll see. Solid question, Rebel. Uh, exponent Mark, would you like to try again, sir? I'm wondering if Mark perhaps accidentally hit the speaker button and was then brought up and is not even listening to the conversation or has their hands full. But while we are wondering whether or not Exponent Mark will jump up, 
Um, the invite still stands. Uh, if you are listening to this conversation, you're enjoying it, would like to ask a question. I think Rebel might have something else there. I just, I just want to share, guys. You're in Singapore just now, is that right? I mean, I know Joe's off jet setting all over the world, but primarily you're based in Singapore, is that right? Yep, we're based in Singapore. Awesome. Right. I'm heading out to that way, not necessarily Singapore, but possibly Singapore. Do you guys love durian? <laughs> Depends who you ask. I, I personally like it. <laughs> well, you never know. Maybe I'll come to Singapore and we can have some share some durian together. That's that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, please do, please do. We've been also trying to run more like like meetups and stuff, get get builders together. Uh, to come together so yeah feel free just just ping us get us up on like the telegram when you, whenever you're in the country love it we've got max callisto who is ready to rock and roll maybe not ready but getting ready <laughs> to rock and roll max you got a question there hey hey guys how are you going Hello. Hi. Um, yeah. So um, congrats for having proposal passed. Um, I think there's one of the few Twitter spaces that I can actually join during the daytime. Um, so, so basically, I uh, just wanted to know whether you guys are actually looking for Genie uh, being uh, distributing rewards cross-chain around Cosmos. Um, just as a question itself, it's more towards like if the call to action is uh, situated on Terra, and you would like to distribute rewards in, I don't know, perhaps in Juno. Uh, is this something that's possible in your roadmap? Uh, or is it something that it's um, technical, from a tech perspective, does not make sense at all? Yeah, great question. Uh, tech perspective, um, it's possible. Uh, Product-wise, product, uh, yeah, we totally want to do it cross-chain, right? So. Uh, you can see the proposal that we put up is for for historic data, we're going to accommodate both uh, Terra and Terra Classic because a uh, couple of use cases we do see are like, let's say Terra Classic projects going to migrate over to Terra 2 and let's say they want to reward their, their early users in Terra Classic. And obviously based on um, just, just duration wise, Terra Classic has much richer data uh, on, on wallets, right? So um, the question is, so would you want to distribute rewards on, let's say, Juno for, for some behavior on Terra? Yeah, why, why not? And, and it's possible. I, I think when, when we created the product um, or, or kind of conceptualizing it, we were also thinking a lot more of kind of fluidity of users, right? And user acquisition. So it could be like, uh, let's say new, uh, again, new, new money market on, on Terra and you want to target like the biggest one uh, on, on like Cosmos Hub or something. Right, or let's say a DEX trying to trying to target top ten percentile of users on another uh chain's incumbent DEX, it should be possible, right? So yeah, we we are building towards that, but uh, the the complexity is per chain. Yeah, the data parts, no joke, because <laughs> per chain per application, yeah, it's all different. It's like we we are trying to so we we have taken like some time to adjust our infrastructure to accommodate like interchain and like co cosmos in general specifically more, more cosmos space but yeah I, I don't think you'll see like evm stuff on our roadmap anytime soon but yeah it's still like each new chain each new integration is 
you 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 kind of have to do the work. You can't skip it. Yeah. Even like for us, even every new Dex integration, we have to do it individually. Right. So from a data engineering perspective, um, say, for example, Mars protocol decides to launch on Terra again. Um, is, is, is that going to be quite a lot of work from the back end, uh, at least from a coin hall perspective? Because as the protocol scales, um, the amount of work uh, on a back end perspective will scale uh, as well, isn't it? It, it will. It will. Yeah. Th this one, I, I don't think that's an easy solution. That's why the, the data part, you... To be super honest, a, a lot of Web3 people just try to, uh, or like projects, there's a, there's a faster path to wealth and riches, right? You print <laughs> some token, some like TVL or transaction-based metric, and like, uh, it, it looks like, oh, the, the project's super successful, right? People, the data part is like super hard to run away from. It's like, you, you have to put in the man hours and, and the engineering resource. So that one... Yeah, that, that, that's why we are, we're trying to put it, uh, um, go through all this effort to do this and hopefully people can use it as like public good. So even like for like super basic use cases um, that, yeah, let, let's say you're just a small shop or, or like a content creator just trying to uh, di distribute rewards, it should be like easy for you to do it. Yeah, we just want to abstract all the data, but yeah, TLDR, no, no running away from the work, yeah. That's why we're right. trying to like hire more engineers as well because uh, one chain alone is no joke and we are trying to do like multiple chains. So, yep. Awesome, awesome. All right, great, thanks. Thanks for your question there, Max. Quick question for you, Joe. Um, is this already something that is being done well on, you know, it's not currently happening within this ecosystem? But is it being done well elsewhere? Um, if you mean in other ecosystems, I, I don't think people have taken the approach that we've taken. I think people approach like, let's say, the identity play, the um, maybe like performance marketing play, all, all different, right? So you see platforms that are trying to do like some Google ads or like Google display network type of product. So that one is more like, uh, push like like pushing ads right then other people approaching like identity reputation you see folks like let's say uh, Galaxy that they, they do stuff like oh uh, based on your historic transaction you can like min this NFT but yeah, I think we, we are trying to like go directly into the transaction layer itself right like based on this data okay can you with a few clicks just already distribute the, the, the tokens to the end, the, the user wallet, right? Not like, oh, export data, export CSV, wrangle it, take a couple more days. We, we wanted to like, yeah, you interact directly with the platform and hence directly with the end users. So I don't think there's like people approaching it the same way. Um, yeah, and digging into the identity part, we are also not um, keen on being like labelers of wallets. Like we, we don't want to like, um, categorize like this wallet as like a good or bad wallet because that's super subjective, right? Uh, instead, we are trying to use like metrics, make it metrics-based, which is like objective, right? Because um, let's say based on your wallet's historic data, it's a fact that you've transacted like $10,000 worth, right? Uh, on, on this deck. That, that one's a fact. No, no one, uh, we're we not saying is that good behavior? Is that bad behavior? Is this like... Um, 
uh, useful member of the community. Yeah, we, we don't want to get into all these. We just want to be like objective that, okay, you indeed have transacted X volume. You indeed hold this token or you indeed like, uh, the, the wallet was indeed created for, the wallet's page is like 180 days. All, all these are factual. So we want to kind of play within the identity space uh, without being like a centralized party that uh, yeah labels good good or bad wallet behavior. So that one, yeah, I think that that's a pretty important thing that we will kind of want to make clear to the community. Yeah, we don't want to play judge here. We just want to make the data like easily accessible and uh, easy for a project to act, act on this data. Makes sense to me. Um, I'm just looking down at the bottom of the white paper and you'd written something about the uh, intent is to make this a public good. It will be free. So I'm curious to know some of your ideas around um, there'll be options as well for uh, revenue generation for CoinHall through this, through the Genie. I'm curious to know what um, what avenues you might be looking at. Yeah, I, I think it's like a free, we see kind of like a freemium product. So like we, there'll be a free generous tier that if you are, let's say a content creator looking to do something like simple um, or like you're like a project trying to do a, a like very simple campaign, it could be free or like very cheap, right? Versus like, let's say a, a big project that's trying to do this like super complicated campaign, right? There's like a lot of criteria involved. Maybe they even need us to do some like custom uh, data processing. Uh, yeah, that, that we would likely need to, to charge some fees for that. But uh, yeah, so it's kind of free, freemium. Uh, similar to like, I guess, okay, CoinHall now is like basically free. We even up the tier to like a, a very generous free tier. You could access like everything on CoinHall. The whole sort has zero fees. You can use alerts and everything. Uh, so, but yeah, for, for the Genie product, I guess, um, yeah, if it's like super complicated, kind of like an enterprise type user, quote unquote, um, yeah, then, then we'll, we'll probably work out some monetization there. But other than that, platform should be free to access for most. And on the user's end, yeah, li literally, if you qualify for the reward, you, you, you can click it uh, and, and claim the reward. Yeah, that, that part's like free for, for the end user. Right. Right. And what I'll do in a minute is we'll just we'll sort of swing the last part of the conversation towards uh, CoinHall itself in a minute. But just before we get to that point, um, any partnerships, collaborations, anyone, any other projects getting involved with uh, Genie specifically, or is this a solo operation? Um, I think whenever like running campaigns, that that one definitely uh, will be projects running the campaigns, right? Uh, of course, CoinHall could like put our own. <laughs> Genie platform, like let's say we, uh, you, we want to encourage more usage for products like Hallswap, yeah, we could run our own campaign. But uh, yeah, every other project, uh, obviously, especially in the early phase, we will try to really understand like what their needs are and uh, identify their objectives, then book them to like craft a campaign that's uh, yeah, most beneficial to the project owners, the, the community. So um, yeah. So uh, of course, if, if you have such needs, feel free to contact take us as early as possible so that we can like factor in. Uh, yeah, we, we love to talk to like as many uh, projects as possible just to see like is what we are building in line with the, the, their needs. Great. And now shifting towards the 
Horseswap itself, you've written some things here about uh, in a recent tweet. You said, in parallel to building Genie, we remain committed to building out a superior trading experience. The Horseswap V3 algo will ensure users obtain the best prices through optimized trade splits and routing. Can you give us some details on V3? Yep. Um, okay, so so for those unfamiliar, it was like some inspiration from like Uniswap will also have like V1, V2, V3. So um, a bit of background, our V1 was actually a UI aggregation. So when we first launched uh, V1 at the time for Terra Classic, there were, I think, six DEXs. So there was like Astroport, TerraSwap, Loop, uh, TFM had a DEX then. Uh, there's Terra, Floki, and uh, Prism. Yeah, that's six, six DEXs. So it was kind of front-end. Uh, V1 was just front-end integration. So via a single UI, you could trade, uh, you could you could uh, execute on any of these uh, DEXs, right? V2, we did uh, some price optimization. So we would do trade splitting. So for example, you are trying to buy uh, Lunsi, okay? Uh, yeah, then it was Luna. So try to buy Lunacy. Let's say you wanted to buy like $10,000 worth. Right? We would get you uh, better prices by splitting it uh, because so that you suffer less uh, price impact. So for example, 80% would go to, to um, Astroport, 20% would go via TerraSwap. And then that will give you the, the best uh, overall exchange rate. Right? So for V3, we would do not just uh, trade splitting, we will do trade splitting and routing. So for for example, let's say you're trying to swap uh, two tokens that don't have a direct pair. So for example, like um, like TPT, the Terra, Terra Poker token versus like some uh, prism or, or stated derivative, right? We would then like route and, and if necessary, split the trade such that you can get the best price. Yeah, that, that's V3. Super cool, super cool. And so we've got, I'm just looking at the time, sort of like 12 minutes here. Um, so if you are sitting on the sideline and you have some questions that are still sitting in the back of your mind, uh, this is an invite. You've got about 12 minutes here to muster up the courage to jump up. Um, and just one thing I wanted to clear up, anyone that is listening or may have just jumped on the call, this is how the experience will be with Genie, as simple as this. It's And this is a direct uh, quote from the white paper here where it says, uh, imagine if you're a protocol and you are wanting to distribute rewards, you have the ability to customize it and say, you know, I wish to target the top 10 percentile of Astroport wallets based on their historic transaction volume, which would be you know, uh, the wallet eligibility part of it. If they swap, uh, say, more than $1,000 worth on a DEX in the next seven days, um, then you know they're entitled to some rewards. That would be the call to action. So go out and swap the thousand dollars worth on the decks or if you want to reward them at linearly on a pro warrant rata basis with say a 100 reward cap and that would be the distribution mechanism itself and so i feel like that little paragraph on the thing really just succinctly and uh concisely summarizes uh, what genie is all about now you guys have a few things going on so coin hall is more than meets the eye of course um you do validating, so you are, you know, you're a Dex aggregator. You do analytics, you do charts, you validate, and then of course you have got Genie coming on. How do you, how do you stay on top of all of this? You have got a, tw- a team of twelve people. How, are you all just 
are you all swimming like mad or how, how do you how do you manage all of these balls in the air? Um, attracting engineers and, and hiring them is actually not easy. That, that's been like our single biggest pain point. So uh, actually most of the team joined us yeah, interestingly in May, super close to to the DPAC. We, we literally had um, some uh, uh, like four engineers come in and on their third day, it was Terra DPAC. So they were already seeing us like go into like war mode. Um, yeah, I mean, it, uh, how do you be on top of everything? We, we try our best to identify like what's the biggest need in the market and then adjust our product roadmap accordingly. So if like we see it, like let's say there's another player really fulfilling this certain gap and uh, oh, let's say all these other projects have this new, uh, have, have this problem that's still unsolved, we would try to tackle them. But um, yeah, ultimately we just want to create like a good, user experience for someone um, for, on, on Web3, right? Specifically within Terra, within Cosmos. So uh, ideally you should be able to do like a number of things on the CoinHall application. So we started mainly with trading type use cases. So that was like price charts, swap, um, recurring price alert, um, giving you alerts when new pairs are created uh, on any decks. Um, yeah. So from there, I think as Web3, and the cycle, the innovation cycle evolves. I, I think we will try to evolve as well, because yeah, I, I think for now, twenty twenty two, people are still doing a lot of like speculation, still doing a lot of trading, right? So that's where a bulk of the interest and user activity is. But um, let's say in in months and years, where let's say it's a lot more social, it's a lot more um, yeah, people want to to interact peer to peer versus like oh, just just a user versus a protocol. You, you might see our platform evolve and uh, encompass a bunch of these things. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how it all rolls out uh, over time and I'm very impressed by what you guys are all doing. Um, I did have a little chuckle, as you said, you had people jumping jumping onto the team three days before the DPEG. It's, that really is about, <laughs> as, about as trial by fire as it gets. Um, yeah, what an experience that would have been. But... Um, what I'm going to do here is just put a little call to action out. So anyone that is listening, if you're not already following CoinHall, definitely go and do that. Um, they've also got a Telegram group. You can join that. Where else can people find you? Um, Twitter, Telegram. Yeah, th those two are the main ones. You could talk in the group chat. You could ping us uh, directly. Yeah, we're, we're pretty open. Fantastic. Other call to actions, <laughs> you could check out the platform. You could uh, yeah, use the platform to, to check out like price charts. You want to swap on the platform, uh, set alerts. Uh, interact. You can interact with our bot as well. That's coinhall underscore bot. Uh, yeah, we've been constantly upgrading the bot. So we're hoping this can be like this, your, your like little virtual assistant where you want to pull, pull prices or like it tells you when like new, new pairs are created. Uh, yeah, so trying to interact with users on multiple fronts. Uh, yeah. So just confirming, you said CoinHall underscore bot, and that's on Discord? That is on Telegram. On Telegram. So, CoinHall underscore bot on Telegram. So if you're not following CoinHall underscore bot on Telegram, you're doing yourself a disservice. Um, also, yeah. I'm just curious to know, because we only had Joella on just for a mere moment halfway through the call, and I did catch my main man, Rebel, uh, saying that Joella has been... Jet setting. Curious to know, Joella, where where have been some of your your highlight destinations in recent times? 
Uh, I think this one was my favorite, actually. Because <laughs> I got to oh. meet most of the our ex-Terra or Terra builders there as well. Hey, I was in Lisbon just a few weeks ago. It's a great little place. Did you make it a little further north up to uh, Porto by any chance? No, no, I didn't. Sorry. <laughs> I went for Neocon. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, quite quickly as well. <laughs> yeah, they're phenomenal people in Portugal. Just amazing, effervescent, bubbly individuals and uh, very welcoming. So yeah. I'm glad that you enjoyed yourself. Uh, to anyone... Sorry. I'm in, I'm in Brisbane or near Brisbane in Australia, so I'm oh. on the other side of the planet. Nice, okay. <laughs> I, I, I go in Sydney and Perth a bit. Aha, okay. Well, if you ever find yourself in Brisbane, give us a call and I'll, I'll give you a tour or something like that. For in sure. the meantime, I'm going to do a quick look through. Is there any other notes that I had? Nothing really. Are there any things that you want to uh, let the people know before we sort of wrap it up? Any things that we didn't cover? Joella? No, all good. I think uh, Joseph actually went and answered every single question that could have been asked today. <laughs> yeah, did a phenomenal job. I really appreciate you taking the time to go over um, the genie that is being let out of the bottle. Uh, for anyone that wants more info on that, again, again I've dropped it a few times throughout the call, Uh You'll be able to find the proposal there. And timeline, just to give you all the rundown on that one again, it is going to be fully in action by 2020, end of 22, end of 2022, is that right? Launch Genie V1 for public use December, January. So that's looking like it's going to be rolling out then? Yep. It's going to be a busy one and a half months more. Uh-huh. Well, if you need any assistance, if there's anything that Orbital Command can do to help you, uh, just you know, reach out and let us know. Always happy to uh, be of assistance where we can in this space. Hopefully, everyone that was listening tonight got something valuable out of the call, learned something that they didn't know beforehand. That is the purpose of these calls. If you enjoy the spaces, always encourage you to like and share them, let other people find them. Um, and we do have more coming up this Sunday. We've got, uh, is it Saturday, Sunday, I think, or Sunday, Monday, we've got uh, grab a Dow and we've got Cardo Money. And I believe we've got a call with Skip Protocol coming up, and we've got uh, and another skeleton, skeleton, skeleton punks announcement. So there's a lot happening in the next week uh, on OC Twitter Spaces. So until then, I wish you all well. I hope you uh, look after yourselves and stay out of the rugs that are ever present and the scams in crypto. Always practice uh, safety first. And to Joella and Joseph, thank you for your time, energy, and expertise. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having us. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Orbital Command and Coin Hall discussing Q4 on Terra. Some updates recorded on Wednesday, October 12, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sipping on a little bit of sin I've been giving Try to keep it written down So it feels like I've been living I've been realizing a minute Reality ain't got limits Going out my fucking mind Testing out the physics Stretching out the distance For instance Let me be specific The risk is hedge funding the business Betting on the difference Ingesting all the research Sleeping through the rebirth Sliding out feet first Sleep tight little dreamer Early to bed Early to rise With a rugged ass demeanor Taking beats to the cleaners You know I love my t-shirts And the people who support my little dream here Transparent cows, I gotta steer clear 2020 going down is one fucking weird year Take a second, look around, the psyops is winning 
Set the table, we just biopsy dinner. Now, I'm gonna react to that and act like I'm telling you a personal anecdote. Something to break the tension. Something to endear myself a little bit. Something kind of uh, embarrassing. <laughs> and you guys are gonna make an awe sound. It's true, it really happened. They got a tracker in the phone, tracking everywhere we go. When it's fine if I don't know, I already sold my soul. Getting ready, rock and roll, tip the first domino. Feeling up, I'm in a bowl with these avalanche flows. Stop and rest on the road, gotta get where I'm going. And the rest of y'all know that we hit the ground sore. And I'll be coming for the fuckers that be summoning the trouble. Running on the double while I'm handing out the W's. Putting wins on the board every fucking day. They love me on the team because I know my fucking place. Better get in where you fit in, I'm delivering the meaning. I Inherited the demons, always sneaky, never seen them If I'm breathing, I'm reading, I'm not even being conceited I need to see for myself if you think that I'm believing It's the season of reason, y'all be ceasing the research I'm receiving the meaning, that shit's called teamwork It's not so much as so little as to do with what everything is But it is within our self-interest to understand the topography of our lives unto ourselves the future states that there is no time other than the collapsation of that sensation of the mirror of the memories in which we are living. Common knowledge, but important nonetheless. Ten spaces.